You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the PharmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in PharmD Nation to episode number 52 of the PharmD Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. One of the biggest questions all retirees have to answer for themselves as they prepare for retirement is, what type of retirement withdrawal strategy do they plan on using to pay themselves in retirement? So for the majority of people out there today who are looking at retirement, they don't have the luxury to fall back on something like a pension that has been funded for them for the last 25, 30 years that they're going to be able to live off of through those monthly pension distributions. For a lot of people in retirement, they have social security and maybe that's it. The remainder of their expenses are going to be relied upon what they can use from their retirement savings that they have spent the last handful of decades accumulating for themselves. So taking money out of those retirement accounts and paying yourself in retirement and doing it in a way that is going to allow you to avoid a lot of the risks associated with retirement and hopefully provide you with enough income for you to achieve the lifestyle you want for a long retirement period is ultimately the goal. And that goal is accomplished by picking out and following a specific retirement withdrawal strategy. Now, in my opinion, there are four common retirement withdrawal strategies that majority of people end out using. The first one, and it's one I use in my firm for my clients, is a dynamic withdrawal percentage. Basically, we look at a number of different factors. We look at your age. We look at the economic cycle we're in currently. We look at inflation. We look at interest rates. And we look at behavior issues. How conservative and how aggressive does a client want to be and what their longevity potentially could look like in retirement. And we factor in all of those scenarios and we run a set of complex problems behind the scenes that clients don't have to worry about doing, but we come up with basically an income guardrail set that says, hey, you could start out in retirement spending this much money, and if your portfolio grows or shrinks to a certain percentage, we can either give you a raise or cut your spending at those specific points in retirement. So essentially, it's like you're putting cruise control on your spending to begin retirement, and if something chaotic were to happen on the downside and your portfolio drops significantly unexpectedly, we have a really good idea of what we need to cut your income back to in order to not run out of money at any point in the future of your life. And then on the opposite side of that, if you hit a really great bull market at the beginning of retirement and your portfolio grows tremendously those first couple of years, you may hit another guardrail that says, hey, you might want to think about spending more. So a dynamic withdrawal percentage puts together guardrails that are based on a bunch of different factors that are going on in that pre-retiree or retiree's life. And then based off of all those factors, we can come up with a specific withdrawal number that they're able to take out every single month. And that number could potentially be adjusted upward or downward depending on specific economic conditions that may take place in the future. And a lot of those economic conditions are modeled off of previous economic conditions that have happened over the last 120 years. The other 
common portfolio withdraw strategy that kind of mirrors a dynamic withdraw percentage is a static withdraw percentage. And that essentially is just you picking out a percentage of your portfolio at the beginning of retirement and allowing yourself to withdraw that percentage every single year with inflation adjustments for the remainder of your retirement. And the most common static withdrawal percentage out there right now is the 4% rule. It's essentially people going, you know what? I have a million dollars in my portfolio. I know a safe withdrawal rate, a safe static withdrawal rate is 4%. So I'm going to take out 4% of my out of my portfolio every single year because Historically, research has told us that even going through the worst economic conditions in the history of a retiree's life in America, that 4% withdrawal strategy is going to allow me not to have any sort of hardship from an economic standpoint and a retirement income standpoint over a 35-40 year period. But the downside to a static withdrawal percentage is it doesn't factor in all the different possibilities each retiree has specific to them. Again, like their age and retirement, like their longevity, like the specific economic cycles we're in right now. And a lot of people who have followed the 4% rule have come to realize that it is much more conservative than it otherwise needed to be because historical research has shown people who follow the 4% rule usually end out with as much or more money in their retirement portfolios at the end of retirement than they did when they actually started. So static withdrawal percentage is less complex, not as many inputs get put into that strategy. And it's usually a bit more conservative for a lot of people. But again, it's based off of a withdrawal percentage that you feel you can take out every single year based off of the total investment portfolio you have accumulated up to that point. A third withdrawal strategy that again is very, very popular in America for retirees currently is the bucket approach. It's essentially people taking their money in placing them in different investment vehicles that they can withdraw money out of at specific times in retirement. So usually how this is set up is people sometimes bucket their money in three different places. The first place they bucket their money is a very, very conservative account. Whether that's a fixed account in a bank or very, very conservative investments, it's essentially an account that they're able to withdraw from early on in retirement that's not going to produce a lot of upside, but it's going to severely limit or exclude any downside risk of you losing money, which basically gives the retiree a lot of confidence knowing that they're never going to get into retirement and have to withdraw money that is losing based off of market conditions they didn't anticipate before they entered retirement. And then they have that middle bucket where it's a little more aggressive, where basically they're putting money in that middle bucket that funds goals within, I would say, the the three to 10 year period of their retirement. Again, they're going to be a little more aggressive with that money. There is some downside risk, but they're not putting their pedal to the metal from an investment standpoint because they know they're going to need that money to live off of years three through 10 in retirement, but they know they have to be a little bit more aggressive to outpace the potential rate of return over that period than they would in bucket number one. And then in bucket number three in the bucket withdraw strategy approach is long-term spending money. And with that long-term spending money, usually it's years 10 and on. And people get super aggressive with those dollars because they know that the volatility that they could experience with that money isn't as relevant to them because they already have monies in other places that are safer that they're going to be able to withdraw from for those first 10 years of retirement. So if they get to a point where year two in retirement, the markets collapse, that 10 year plus aggressive bucket of money is going to collapse, but it's okay because 
They don't plan on spending any of that money until year 10 and on. So they know they have plenty of time for markets to recover and for those investments to recover, just like they have over the last 20, 30, 40 years people have spent accumulating money to retire with anyway. And then finally, the last approach that I see is very common is there's no specific name for it, but I call it the delegated income approach. And essentially that is people handing their money over to an insurance company for a guaranteed income source that they can live off of in retirement. It's essentially people wanting the comfortability and the protection of a pension-like payment along with their social security. And to get that, you need to hand a lot of your money over to a place like an insurance company to be placed inside of some sort of income annuity. And in return, that insurance company takes all the investment risk and they pay you out a stream of income for a certain period of time or for the rest of your life. And you never have to worry about anything else because that income is essentially guaranteed to you from beginning to end, regardless of when that end date is. Again, a big downside to this is you lose all the flexibility of being able to withdraw more if you need it at any specific time in retirement, because once you turn your money over to the insurance company for that guaranteed stream of income, you basically give up the right to do anything else with that money. It's the insurance company's money to do what they please with. As long as they uphold their end of the bargain of paying you that stream of income every single month for whatever time period you picked out, you get no say in any other point of that money. The other downside is, is if you die early in retirement, a lot of the times that guaranteed income annuity is not going to pay out to your beneficiary. So if you only collect a few years of payments and you pass away, some income annuities are not going to pay out any remainder of that money that you didn't collect to beneficiaries. So you just have to be aware that when you delegate your income to another company, you lose out on a tremendous amount of flexibility. But the upside is you don't have to worry about any of the management anymore. You basically offset all the retirement risk on somebody else. And you become very, very comfortable knowing that you have that guaranteed source of income coming in, just like Social Security, every single month for potentially the rest of your life, just like people count on Social Security to do for them as well. So those are four different withdrawal strategies that a lot of retirees are using now. Depending on your specific financial situation and what you're hoping to accomplish and what your risk tolerance is will determine which withdrawal strategy is usually most appropriate for you. And chances are a combination of one or two of these strategies put together could end up being your best bet, depending on, again, what your financial profile looks like as you approach and get into retirement. If you're looking for more information about the podcast, myself, or FarmDFP, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. Also, feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, FarmD Financial Planning, for more great insight. Email podcast at farmdfp.com with questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.